0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's We are on Parsha's Ekev. I was just looking through all of our AKEV pichahs, so this is our fifth AKEV pichah together. And it's pretty incredible. Um, and today is a special day of Tuba'av. Um, or what was it? Hamish Azurba'av. That was the discussion. Um, so we're going to kick off, before we get learning, giving tzedakah. G'dayat tzatzakah at atzai ge'ula. And uh, now we're in the, the positive part of, uh, right, that brings all of the challenge to fruition. It's like the Mashiach side. So at least I like to think that because I was born in the second half of love and I was always told it's a sad month. <laughs> so I'm like, no, it's, not. it's not a sad month. Um, so you, you taught us last week about two above. and uh, and all of the specialness. So let's launch into our Sira for today. Shafira, thank you so much. Today.
1: Thank you, Ethi. So
0: <clears throat>
1: today is Chamisha Sarbav, Tuba of, as you just said. And I feel like we should have been doing a Sicha on Tuba av, but we're following the schedule of Project Lakote Sichais, and they did their Tuba of Sicha last week. So feel free to go back and re listen to it again about breaking the axe and being in that place of Shalain and Achdos and working with other people. And today, very much a very positive sicha. eti. You'll, you'll love this message. It's, you know, totally fitting with the positive end of the month of Av. We're going to do a parsha's ekev Sicha in Chedek and it's on page 67. So there's this one little thing we do as Jews, and it's something that we can kind of take for granted. Sometimes we mumble it, sometimes we forget it. And in this week's parsha it really gets highlighted. And in chzidus, it really gets highlighted, and that's the inyan of making a bracha. So we have the famous Pasuk in this week's parasha, the you eat, you're satisfied, you bench Hashem, your God. And um, there's so many places where Chesitas emphasizes the importance of making a bracha. Um, for example, there's the Hayyam of Hayelo, where we talk about causing the Abishtar to dwell in this world, and then the Hayyam ends with a very simple line, and, and how do you do this? And it says, with a to tehillim and a bracha, making a bracha. So it's really a week to go back to the basics, as they say, but back to the basics in a deeper way, in a more, you know, excited way. And I think it's a, a week to try to make a, you know, hachlata in the area of making brachas for ourselves, for our family, and to realize how special it is to have the opportunity to make brachas. So that's going to be the message of the sicha. <clears throat> In An Haib von Seder Berchas In the beginning of Seder Berchas so the Alter Rebbe put into his scissor a section in the scissor where he goes through the system of how Jews make brachis. In the beginning of Berchas the Alter Rebbe writes as follows, Shreip der Alter Rebbe, Mitzvah's aseim min hatairah, L'vareich achar achilas mazayin. It's a mitzvah asim min to bench after you eat bread. Shenamra, like it says, the Ahalta Vesavata Uvirahdas Hashem. You eat, you're satisfied, you must bless Hashem. So this is the Mitsas Asim and Atirah is Birchamazin, the bracha that we say after we finish eating. Now this um this phrase that the Altarba brings here in the siddr actually comes directly from the Altara Bashachanarach. Atar Lashain, Vasar Altraba is Matik, eich Bashokhan Arah Shai. So this, we have the same words in the Altarbishanarach. But it comes from the Rambam. It's genumen from the Rambam and reish brachis. The Rambam brings the same phrase in the beginning of the halachas of brachis. But there's some differences. As Zainan and Abar dashi nuyim in dem lashon from the Alter Rebben, is of Hanal, there's differences between the, the way the altar Rebben writes things in his Berchus and in the Siddur, in the section where he talks about make and in the Siddur, in the way that he writes about it in the halachas in his Shulchan Arach, and in contrast to that, to the lashon of the Rambam. And there's also differences in the altar of himself between the way he writes it um, and also differences in the way he puts it in his shulchanaruch versus the way the altar Rebbe puts it in the siddur in b'chazananim. So let's take a look at the differences. We're actually going to go straight to B's, to the second difference that the Rebbe is going to highlight. And what does it say? The Rambam is from So we're quoting a pasuk from Parshas Ekev, and the pasuk continues with the word like Hashem has like a title that comes along with him Hashem Hashem your God. But if you take a look back at the first paragraph of the sicha where the Rebbe quoted the sidur the Berachas you see the word alekacha is not there. The Alter Rebbe in the Shulchan Aruch also does not write the word alekacha. But he does hint to the continuation of the pasuk because he adds the expression v'geimer etc. <coughs> so we have three different versions here. We have the way it is in the Siddur is quoting the pasuk v'achalta v'esavata v'arachta es Hashem full stop. The way that it is in the Alter Rebbe Shacharuch v'achalta v'esavata v'arachta es Hashem v'geimer etc. And the way that we have it in the Rambam is v'achalta v'esavata v'arachta es Hashem aleikacha. So we have to understand why he said that in each of these places, is it written a little bit differently. Also, you would think that maybe the concept is that the al in the sidr is always more, the kitzar is always more concise, and that in his is where he expounds more on more details. So maybe in Hishal it's the norm to write for Geimer, to write etc., And in the sidr, it's not the norm to write etc. But we actually see such a contrast to this because Der are last paragraph on page 67, Sheinu B'negei dem V'geimer, but we also see that this concept, the fact that the etc. is listed in the Shulchan and not listed in the Berch is nach by stands out even more. Because in dem Shech because if you continue reading both in the Shulchan and in the Berch and in the Siddur, Zok Ter the Altarebbe, continues telling us the following concept. And I'm reading now... Once again, on page 67, the last paragraph. These are from the words of the Alter Rebbe. <clears> the <throat> HaNenem anyone who enjoys anything from Eylem HaZeh, the without making a Bracha, Ki'ilu Shemaim, it's as if they have taken, like, the holy sacrifices, that which was sanctified for Hashem. What's the proof for this? Shneemar, like it says, LaHashem HaAretz V'Laya, the, the whole world and everything that fills it belongs to Hashem. So here you have another Pasuk being quoted. But by this din, we have the opposite happening. In the Siddur, I'm sorry, in Shochanarach is our Nachti Verder from Passoc Nitmaisivagaymer. In Shochanarach, the Altar Rebbe does a full stop. Lashem Ha'arotzamulai, stop is and specifically in the Sidr, he does add and etc. So we have like a contrast in etc. in the beginning when he when he lays out the mitzvahs asim and the vachalta of v'achdas Hashem in Shachararo he does say etc. in Berachos he does not say etc. and then we have that flipped at later on when we're talking about making a bracha, before anything that you enjoy, there we have the Samalaya. In and Aruch, there's no v'gaymer, there's no et cetera. And in Seder Berch HaSanen, we do have the word v'gaimer. So obviously the Alter Rebbe is so exact in his words. The Rambam is so exact in his words. And although these are minor little things, etc. not et cetera, alekecha, not alekecha, does it make such a big difference? And the answer is everything has meaning. We're talking about great tzaddikim who every one of their words is thoughtful and has tremendous um, meaning for us. And so the first message that the Rebbe is teaching us is to appreciate the depth of a Rambam, to appreciate the depth of a word of the Alta Rebbe, how precious and exact is every single word that was written by these great giants. So let's appreciate how do we understand the differences. So in order to understand that, we first have to understand what's the difference between these three different sarim. We have the Rambam, we have the Alter Rebbe Shachanaruch, and then we have the Alter Rebbe Siddur. <clears throat> let's go through each one of them. The Alter Rebbe, the, the, let's start with the Rambam. The Rambam is a collection of halachis, where the Rambam goes through... Um, the Gemara pulls out all the relevant halachos, including halachos that have nothing to do with life today, Karbanos, et cetera, etc., etc. And the Rambam puts it all into his Sefer. Um, he does not bring reasons for his piske halacha; he just writes the actual halachos. Okay, let's contrast that now to the Alter of Beshechanarach. The Alter of Beshechanarach is only going to focus on halachos that happened that happened Bisman hazeh. In other words based on the way earlier shulchan Aruch were written. He only includes halachas that have to do with our times now during Gullus. But the altar rebbe will bring reasons for things in order to give background and understanding of context of why we paskin in a particular way. So you will find time him um, you will find reasons and background in the altar of the So that's going to be like a big contrast between the altar rebbe and the rambam is that the rambam, will not give reasons and the altar of will give background and reasoning behind things. And now let's take that, let's contrast both of these to the altar of a Sidr. What's the altar of doing in his Sidr? A sither is a guide for your day. You open up your Sidr and you start your morning. What are you supposed to do first? Like Eti was just sharing, you start with Ma'idaani. So the altar of it gives you an instruction at the beginning of his Sidr. This is what you say when you first wake up in the morning. Then you continue, you kind of like follow it as a guide through your Jewish life. And you just open up your siddur and you follow the instructions. So when the altar of includes Halachis in the siddur, sections of halach in the siddur like this one, Seder Berchas Ananen, the whole purpose of any word that's written in Seder Berchas Ananen is like a go-to. Like, okay, now I can take this information and apply it in a very practical way in my here and now. So the Seder Berchas Ananen is not going to have you know, background reasoning, explanations, only if it has to do with enhancing the here and now, with enhancing the way that I'm actually performing the mitzvah in my here and now. So now that we have this context of what these different svarim are all about, now it can help us appreciate why in certain places... We, first of all, why, do, why does the Rambam include the word aleichem and the Alter Rebbe In both of his svarim, takes out the word aleichem, and why the Alter Rebbe does add the word vagaimer when he quotes the pasuk the Hashem? He adds the word etc. And in the siddur there is no um, the, there is no etc. Going on.
0: <coughs>
1: so let's jump ahead. Whether Reb is going to explain this? Um, okay, Eisvav on page 70. So if you remember, I skipped the first difference. I'm not teaching that one at all, but there's a second difference between the way the Altarabah puts it in his Shachanarach versus the way he puts it in his Siddur. In the Shachanarach, page 71 like we explained earlier what's the difference between the Shulchan Aruch and the Siddur in the Shulchan Aruch the altar will include reasoning behind the Halachis to give context and understanding for the way and why we keep certain Halachis so learned up the Halachis and so in order to give background and context to certain Halachis explanation and reasoning the altar will quote Psukim and so that's why the Pasuk is being brought. The purpose of the Pasuk would be explanation, background, understanding for how and why we keep these halachis. So now let's take that to this Pasuk. baal seb and idun Let's apply that in our situation. Here the Altrabba is telling us about the mitzvah of making a bracha, specifically benching, benching after a meal. So bring the a dem pasuk mitzvah asim in achar achilas So he brings the pasuk that is the source for our mitzvah asim in hatirah, that we have the requirement to make a bracha after we finish eating. And what's the pasuk? The Achaltah Vesavata es Hashem. Why would the Al add the word Vegimar? V'gaymer means look at the rest of the Pasuk. And the rest of the Pasuk is not going to be a direct message, but it's going to give something in the end, in the rest of the Pasuk is going to enhance our understanding of the background of this mitzvah. Und derfar ist der Alt-Rebbe der Nach Eich the And so here the Alt-Rebbe adds that word V'gaymer. What is he explaining to us? What is he pointing out with that word V'gaymer? because part of the knowledge that you have to have when you learn about these halachis of Birchus HaMazayn, Min hatairah, what's part of the Min hatairah, what's part of the you know, Torah obligation of benching, is negeya the rest of the Pasuk. We also have to know the end of the Pasuk. The brings like the Altarabah explains um, at another place in his Shulchan as the al haarat the rest of the pasuk is. Let's go back to the pasuk in this week's parsha. Via chalta, Visavata uve'irachta as al haarat What are we thanking Hashem for? For the land that is good. So the Alter explains. Shiva pasuk learns up from these words aretz and taiva. We learn that it's min ha-taira to include in our benching a bracha al haaretz to include a bracha about Eretz Yisrael. And that's why right after we do the first bracha of Benching, which talks about eating food, the next bracha that we do is a bracha about Eretz Yisrael. Because min part of the requirement, min the way that it's brought in the Pasuk, is the v'gaymer, is the words al Ha'Aretz. You have to be benching and thanking Hashem for the land. And then what's the last word of the Pasuk? Ha-taiva. And taiva refers to the Beis Mikdash and Yerushalayim. The al ha-mikdash and Yerushalayim, and that's why the third bracha of benching is a bracha about the Beis HaMikdash and, and the city of Yerushalayim. So by putting the words Vagaymer, the Altar is telling you that part of the halacha of benching has to include, part of the halacha min ha of benching. the mitzvah min ha of benching has to include a bracha thanking Hashem for food, a bracha thanking Hashem for Eretz Yisrael, a bracha thanking Hashem for the city of Yerushalayim, the home of the Beis HaMikdash. How do we see this in the Pasuk? It's hinted in the V'gaymer, look towards the end of the Pesach, the words Eretz, the word Eretz refers to the bracha about Eretz Yisrael. The word "Tiva" refers to the bracha about Yerushalayim and the Beis Hamikdash. Now, let's contrast that to the Sidr. Why is it not necessary for the altar but to reference that in the Sidr? So the Sidr is not here to teach you the background information. It's only here to give you what you need to know practically. Open up your Sidr as your guide for right here, right now. Aber in Sidr, but if you open up your Siddur and you take a look at the way that the al brings the Halachas of Brachas in his Siddur, there, the time in Komenar to Klarmach and the Halacha Hanhaga is Nitznagea to bring in the Nipsukim. So, in the Siddur, the only time reasons are brought is to clarify the way that you're meant to be acting. What am I meant to be doing? So the Sidr, as we said before, is a guide for your actions. What should I be doing right now? I'm about to eat. I open up my Sidr, what should I be doing? And the only time there would be reasons given for something is to clarify how that reason interacts with the Hanhagah. What does it mean for me in the way that I'm meant to be doing something? So in this case, if the altar brought a Pasuk, it must mean that that Pasuk is there if it's, if it's in Seder Berchus it's there to enhance how we're meant to be making the bracha. Afal in this case, bring to Alter Then Pasuk Didan. So normally he doesn't just bring background information. He doesn't just quote sources in psukim. If he's bringing, if he's bringing it here, this pasuk, getarois dem gedar fander halacha. In other words, by bringing the pasuk, he's explaining to us how brachais are meant to be made or what does it mean to make a bracha. It's enhancing the Taisefas Havana, Kavana, and Geschmack in Dharan It's bringing greater understanding, greater intent, and greater enjoyment in the way that we're meant to be making the Bracha. And so, what is the Altar of it telling us? What should you have in mind when you say the words of Berchas Ammazain? What should you be thinking? What should your focus be? Der Gedar v'tam, from Berchas Ammazain. What's the reason? What's the definition? What does it mean to bench? Is the achalta, the savata, the as Hashem. The bald is zat. Muzmen fardem When you experience pleasure in life, you've eaten, you're full, you now have to bench. So, what was the purpose of why the altar brought the Pasuk and the siddur? To give you a focus as you make your bracha. The altar is giving you a guide. When you're going to bench, keep in mind that your benching means a gishmak, an appreciation for what you just experienced, and therefore gratitude to the ebishter for the fullness, for the food that you're able to just enjoy. So this is the message of the siddur The message of the siddur the is to highlight for us the meaning, the gishmak, the kavana that we're meant to be having when we make the bracha. And therefore, in terfar, lestar oistem begeimer And that's why in the siddur there's no need to add the etc. Because the et cetera, the rest of the pasuk doesn't enhance our understanding, our appreciation that when you make the bracha, you have to be making the bracha from a place of gratitude, from a place of pleasure, from a place of thank you Hashem for the goodness and the good things that I enjoyed in life. Especially the Rebbe continues, and here's a really powerful point: underfar l'shtar ois dem and, and therefore he leaves out the et cetera in the sitter. By Landem from is der The rest of the Pasuk is not going to be applicable in terms of the understanding and the Gishmaq that the person has to have when they make when they make the bracha. Even the word elekecha is not going to be helpful. Afilu even the word elekecha and that's why both in the shulchanarach and in the siddur the word alikha is not written in the siddur it's not written at all not even with the hint of an etc and the shulchanarach it's not written but we do have the begimah why and only in the rambam do we actually have the word alikha why is it that both in the shulchanarach and in the siddur and especially in the siddur where we're talking about like the practical action the practical intent the way that we're meant to be doing the mitzvah why do we leave out the word alikha so the Rebbe is going to say something fascinating here. Bottom of page seventy one, last paragraph. Not only does the word alekecha, not why is it not only is it not a necessity for understanding and appreciating what a bracha is all about, actually it takes away from what Berchas is about. Actually, the word Aleikecha is there to teach us about a very different form of blessing Hashem, and it's a form of blessing Hashem that is the extreme opposite of what Berchas is supposed to be, and about what Braha is supposed of pleasure, of food, and different things that we enjoy making Berchas What's the meaning of the word Aleikacha? Top of page 72. in Sefta, It says in the Medrash, The word Aleikacha means like a Hashem in His form of strictness, in His form of severity. Melashen Dayancha. Hashem, your judge. What do we learn from the pasuk As Hashem that we're meant to bench Hashem when He is a judge? Larnt men up. From here we learn in the Medrash, Shekashem Sha mevarech al hatayva, kach atah al hara. Just like you are um, required as a Jewish person to be in a mindset of gratitude and appreciation for the good things that happen to you in your life, so too are we responsible to thank Hashem for the not good things that are happening in our lives. din shedancha bein hatayv bein Whichever way Hashem judges, is the right thing for our lives, whether it it seems good or whether it seems bad, we have the responsibility to bless Hashem for any one of those circumstances. So the word aleikecha is here to highlight benching the ebster for not good things, for things that are not obvious, you know, experiences of pleasure and good. That's the extreme opposite message of the mindset we go into benching with, the mindset we go into when we make a bracha. What is the mindset of benching? What is the mindset of berchas The mindset of benching and the mindset of berchas is pleasure. It's good. The good things, the positive, the, 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 the pleasure that we are able to experience in life. The only connection between benching and aleikecha is just like you sit with a smile and you say, thank you, Hashem, for this good meal that I just have, it shows you how much you have to accept difficult moments that we have to accept them with the same simcha as we accept the, positive, the obviously positive moments of life. But in their essence, it's like two opposite extremes. So let's just stop here for a second and like appreciate the message that we have so far. First of all, to stop and realize that the whole theme of benching in the most practical way is that we have to have a kavana, we have to have an understanding, we have to have a Kashmak that Hashem has given us so much and we need to be grateful for the moments of pleasure, for the good things we have in our lives, for the fullness of how overflowing and good our lives are, and we make that bracha to be in that mindset, to be in that kind of place. The other extreme of that is the elekecha, right? The other extreme of that is not seeing the world in that kind of way and going through the, the difficult experiences. So I just want to stop and share here for a second that this very much like highlights, I think, a big theme that the Rebbe put a lot of emphasis on, and that is um, putting a lot of effort and time into staying in like the nehenin mode. In other words, focusing on the good things that are happening, see the positive, thank Hashem for it, you know, talk about it out loud. Sometimes we call it trachgut good," right? Like visualizing the positive and staying in that positive place. I'll share with you on a, on a personal note. Um, there were certain times that I was going through through difficult things and I wrote letters to the Rebbe about it. And more than once, when I would open up a Sefer of the Rebbe's Igris, I opened up to an answer that is a classic answer that the Rebbe gave people at different times where people would write to the Rebbe um, about hard things that they were going through. And the Rebbe would say, Hashem wants that you and I should have a relationship, that two Jews should have a relationship with each other. I was hoping you would write to me about the good things that are going on in your life, giving me updates, you know, a positive duch, and a positive good thing that's happening. And when that's not happening, Hashem finds other ways for you and I to end up having a relationship with each other. So you end up having to write to me about not good things. And the Rebbe's recommendation is, you know, let's shift this. Make sure you're writing to me about the good things. Make sure you're giving me the positive updates and the positive good things that are going on. And that way we can stay away from the relationship that has to do with the negative. So perhaps we can apply that same concept over here. We want to move away from Keha. We want to move away from having to, having to bench Hashem for bad things. In other words, Hashem is definitely going to have a relationship with us. Let's move away from having to deepen that relationship or nurture that relationship through hardship and through suffering and instead put a huge emphasis and overflow on gratitude and appreciation and making brachis for all the good and positive things that are happening in our lives and to expect good things and to look for good things and to appreciate the good things. In other words, make a really, really big deal out of those things as the you know, opposite extreme of having to, of having to bench Hashem for Rahman al-Azlan, not good things. So here's like a very strong mindset that we can go into with the emphasis of making brachas in our life, both on a practical way of actually making brachas before we eat, making brachas after we eat, making them out loud, making them with a geshmak, saying amen on other people's brachas. That this is a way that we can be in that like gratitude mindset and from there extend the B'chlau into our lives put a big emphasis on our relationship with Hashem not being about the tzaris and the difficulties that we're going through in our lives, but let's let it be about the good things, the positive things, the, you know, visualizing wonderful and special and good things that are going on. I have a child now that's um, working with the Hirschkwitzes in Cabo, and she I've heard this from them before, so I'll, I'll quote it in their name, that they, I think Sonia shares a a method that she really encourages the girls to have, like a Mashiach mindset, to start thanking Hashem for things that haven't even happened yet, but that you are so positive that they're going to happen. So whatever you're waiting should happen, already be in that mode of, uvei Hashem, let's already thank Hashem that it's going to be good, and that way we, we, we can stay away from the mindset of uvei rachdas Hashem kacha of having to you know, be connected to Hashem through his moments of judgment, through moments of harshness, through moments of difficulty. So this is already like a very strong takeaway of a mind shift that we can have in this week's parsha, the parsha of brachas. I think I'm way over time here, but I just want to end off with the Rebbe's last verse. What about when the Vagaymer swaps? What about the second time that we have a pasach being brought here, La Hashem Ha'aretz that that we're supposed to make a bracha on anything, and if we don't, then it's like taking something that belongs to Hashem without asking for his permission and joining from it without asking from the Avistar. So to prove this both in Shulchan Aruch and in Berkhazananan the Rebbe am sorry the Alter Rebbe brings a pasuk La Hashem to malaya. But here our etc got swapped. In Berkhazananan um it got swapped that we do have the Vagaymer, we do have the etc and in the Shulchan Aruch, we don't. So that means that if there is a vagaimer, if there is an et cetera, and it means that it's giving you a practical handhaga guide, right? It's here to show you something practical that you have to do. What's the practical takeaway that we learn from the vagaimer, from the et cetera, on the Pasuk L'Hashem Ha'aretz M'ulayah? So when we take a look at the Pasuk L'Hashem Ha'aretz ha Ha'aretz refers to Eretz Yisrael. So we could be in this mindset of thinking, oh, in Eretz Yisrael, something that I get from Eretz Yisrael, and I enjoy food from Eretz Yisrael, and I enjoy being with yiddin who are part of Eretz Yisrael, then I'm supposed to make a bracha what if I walk into 7-11 and we buy a bunch of Cokes or Slurpees or whatever it is that we buy. In other words, we're out of Eretz Israel. we're in Los Angeles, California. The people who we're getting this from are not Yedin. Do we still make a bracha? Does this all still belong to Hashem? So Seder B'Rach and tells us, V'Gaymer, here's your guide. You're not sure what to do in 7-11? Look at the et of the Pasuk. And what's the rest of the Pasuk? Tevel V'Yeshviva, the whole world... And all of the inhabitants within that world all belong to Hashem. In other words, no matter where you are, whether in Eretz Yisrael, out of Eretz Israel, no matter who you're interacting with, no matter who the source of your food is, there's only one source for everything, and that one source is the Eivishter. And so that's the Vegaimer, that's the etc. that's being emphasized here in Seder B'chassanenin. Here's your takeaway Wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, make that bracha. Make it beforehand. Make it with a gishmak, Make it with the knowledge that you Baruch Hashem are experiencing such pleasure and there's such gratitude and such you know good things happening in life. So just to conclude, kind of like sum up and conclude, <coughs> our takeaway that we're learning here from from this week's parsha, the ahalta, the savata, the rachta, Let's put an emphasis on brachos and how important it is to be making brachas, to be saying amen to other people's brachas, to say, saying brachas out loud, to having a gishmak in brachas, and to um, increase our relationship with the Eveshter on the level of uverachtas Hashem, where we're able to bench Hashem for good things and pleasurable things and things that are obviously gratitude, and let's try to stay away from you know, having a relationship with the there that's only on the where we're connecting to Hashem only through our difficulties and through our troubles and through our suffering. And in that way, Hashem should transform that there should be no more suffering and should just be open and obvious, revealed good that we can just make bracha after bracha after bracha, including the bracha of Shecheyanu with the coming of Mashiach, takef Umiyad, Mamish.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. I feel like we need to launch into the song. It's Kishmak to be a yin.
1: <laughs> exactly. You
0: know? you know? like a passage of the zika. Uh Thank you <laughs> so, so, so much. Enjoy
1: life, right?
0: Uh, yes.
1: <clears throat>
0: All right. All right.
1: Should be good. Okay. We're looking forward. Thank
0: you. Yes, we <laughs> so
1: do.